Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. On today's episode, I'll be chatting with Cynthia Adai Robinson about her hotly anticipated Amazon Prime series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. She plays the queen, and you know I do love chatting with the queen. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. If you've never seen The Lord of the Rings, you must have been asleep for the early part of the aughts. Like, even if you don't like The Lord of the Rings, most people have at least seen one of the movies. It's just one of those movies that everyone has seen. You know, Peter Jackson's films, they became epics and instant classics, and they went on to inspire even more films. The Hobbit series came first, and now the new Amazon Prime drama series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. When the teaser hit the internet, everyone went crazy. It's just... One of those shows, you know, the show that you know everybody is going to be talking about. So knowing all of this, you can imagine how excited I was to chat with the literal person who plays the queen in the new series, Cynthia Di Robinson. So this story is set in the second age of the Middle Earth, thousands of years before The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings even started. So it's a completely new story, and it's so exciting, and Cynthia was fantastic to chat with. I think you're going to love the chat. But first, you have to hear the trailer for the series because it is just mind-blowing. Like, insert brain explosion emoji here. 
My brother gave his life hunting the enemy. His task is now mine. Speak your truth. You're Stand with me. Ours was no chance meeting. Not fate. Nor destiny. Ours was the work of something greater. Each of us, every one, must decide who we shall be. I am not the hero you seek. Whatever it was you did, be free of it. One day this will be your kingdom. Raise your sail and then let go. Choose not the path of fear, but that of faith. One thing we can do, better than any creature in all Middle-earth, we stay true to each other with our hearts even bigger in our feet. For you as an actor, getting like being on a show that is this big with this much hype, that's got to be like nervous. Like that's got to be pressure. That's got to be anxiety. Are you feeling any of that? I'm honestly not. And I know that, you know, it, it, it would come with all those things, just, just as you described, right? Just yeah. the, 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 the size of the project and the prestige around it. And just, you know, everyone knows Lord of the Rings. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of curiosity just because of, you know, just, yeah, the, the size and scope of the project. Yeah. But in terms of my experience in making it and, and with the cast and, and creatives um, creating this world from like the ground up in a lot of yeah. ways, um, the physical production, I should say, not, um, you know, Tolkien at the end of the day yeah. is the, the person that really it sprang from his mind. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that we were really fortunate in having this bubble uh, being in New Zealand and sort of being away from many prying eyes. Yeah. So when you would go to the set or a location and when we would be toiling away, sort of making what we, we have ultimately made, mm -hmm. it was kind of nice because really we just were able to do that with, with um, you know, no real sense of people watching over us or knowing yeah. what it is exactly that we were making. Um, Obviously, the, the project had been announced quite a while ago. And again, a lot of curiosity. But all the sort of mystery and, and sort of protection around it does serve a purpose. Yeah. And I believe the payoff absolutely is worth it. Um, the cast, you know, we just were all together right before Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. And they did a screening just for the cast. Oh, wow. Um, all the first three episodes. And, we, and none of us had seen anything. Yeah. Um, and even though I was there and even though I was part of the making of it, I was still blown away, mm. truly blown away. 
Um, and I'm not even just saying that, yeah. <laughs> you know, it really, I really was in awe. And I think the audience, you know, again, all of that anticipation, the sort of nervousness on the, on behalf of the audience, because I think there are a lot of people that this, this story is so precious to them. Yeah. You know, they really want to see something that lives up to, you know, what they have in their mind, what they've grown up reading, what they deeply hold, you know, close to their heart. Um, And that's a part of their childhood in a lot of ways. I mean, so many people, even the films, the films are, I mean, I don't even know if I was a child when they came out. I might've been a young adult at least. And I was, I mean, it's a part of like our upbringing. It's a part of sort of seeing, it's like Harry Potter in a way. It's so big for so many kids. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's the kind of story that gets people through different times in their life. Yeah. Resonates with them in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are obviously a lot of adults that have this deep emotional connection to the material Mm-hmm. I think what I'm also really excited about are the younger people yeah. that will approach this material um, and sort of see the second age represented on screen. And then it really takes them to the books and it takes them to the literature. I think that's a really beautiful thing. And they don't necessarily have the same attachment to different interpretations. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is beautiful about Tolkien's work is that all different adaptations and interpretations get to stand side by side. So as much as people love the films, you know, we're not trying to take away from the films in any way. The films are the films and they're classics. Yeah. And this adaptation, which is again, the second age. So really the events before mm-hmm. um, Peter Jackson's films um, really utilize Tolkien's notes, his appendices. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting to bring worlds to the screen for the first time. That's so cool. I, you mentioned New Zealand. I, I spoke with Elijah Wood a long time ago about a, some other film he was promoting, but he was talking about Lord of the Rings and how, you know, he spent a lot of his formative years filming in the, all, all of the films in New Zealand and how sort of magical and how being in New Zealand sort of enhanced even just his performance in a lot of ways, because you're kind of separate, like you said, you're separated from so much in the sort of, I mean, I see, I've never been to New Zealand, but it feels like a mystery land. And I feel like I don't know what's roaming around there, but I want to go visit it. someday. it feels like another planet in another way. Like what was, what was it like shooting the film in New Zealand and how did it help sort of your performance? Do you think? Well, I am very fortunate in that this is the second time that I've gotten to work on a really big project in New Zealand. So the first time was about 10 years ago. I worked on the series Spartacus. Mm. It was the first time I'd ever been to New Zealand. And I was instantly sort of just blown away by the landscape, the people. Um, But ironically, when I worked on Spartacus, I only worked inside on sound stages and green screens. So I never worked on location in New Zealand until Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Um, My first day filming on Rings of Power, um, I was on a mountain. Mm. So imagine- (laughs) A a little different. (laughs) You are boarding a helicopter, taken to a mountain and you utter your first words as your character on a literal mountain 
you know, looking over the vast stretch of land. Um, so, you know, there's that kind of experience, which I think is going to be burned into my mind forever. But even when you weren't filming, you know, I arrived in New Zealand while most of the world was still very much in lockdown during the pandemic, but New Zealand had managed to sort of keep COVID out of the community. So I literally landed, um, did two weeks of quarantine, walked out of the hotel, and it was back into something of a normal life, Wow! which you have that taken away from you for many months. Mm-hmm. You really appreciate when it changes like a light switch. So, yeah. you know, my husband and I traveled to New Zealand. We entered the country and sort of I think just reappreciated all the mundane things like getting coffee with a friend or yeah. not having to, you know, be in fear doing things like seeing friends, hugging people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I cherished that even more. And then it just so happened it was in this amazing country that I had had some really memorable times in 10 years yeah. earlier. So it kind of felt very fated to to be back there. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I love that. Now, when you, you're playing the queen, which is like, I mean, that's, that's a flex. That is like to say you're playing the queen, the Lord of the, I mean, that's, that's literally like, I mean, you have a husband, but if you had a Tinder, you should just put I play the queen. Um, like, but when you're, when you're playing something, such an important role, like the queen, which is so regal and big, and it's almost like Kate Blanchett's character in, in the, in the films and that, like, it is, it's sort of, it's the big, it's the big one. It's like the queen at how, how do you approach playing sort of that mythical thing that we all know from Lord of the Rings when someone is so important, they have to be like that way, but also make that character. Like, how do you relate to that character? You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I would say even if you were playing a queen from history or a queen, you know, in real life, you know, a queen is still a person. Um, hard to believe, but <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it always helps to just, you know, try to circle back to, you know, the humanity of a person, whether they are, you know, to the manner born or the lowest of the low, you're trying to really get into this sort of common human emotions, common yeah. human dilemmas, human desires and and starting from there and sometimes what's really fortunate is you you get a character or you get the good fortune of being gifted a character to play and there's this beautiful overlap of where your heart and your mind are at mm-hmm. at any given point in time and where that character's heart and mind is and i think When I left the U.S. and I arrived in New Zealand, I had had the experience of spending most of 2020 in lockdown and experiencing the world as many other people were experiencing the world Um, and really feeling quite uncertain about what lay ahead um, for the world, for myself. Um, So there was just that sort of swirl of emotions within myself. Yeah. And literally when I was told that I would be playing 
this character on this show, I felt just disbelief, number one. Yeah. I literally couldn't believe that that this was happening to me. It felt like winning the lottery, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, because I'd just been sitting at home. Yeah. Um, but I, I also felt a sense of responsibility and a renewed sense of purpose, even because as a performer, can all you know often feel quite frivolous. You know, it feels very frivolous to be an actor most of the time. Mm-hmm. And even though I think entertaining people certainly holds value, allowing people to feel a sense of escape and joy mm-hmm. and and you know those sort of positive emotions, you also hope that you're able to express things that you know connect with people in a, in a really profound way mm-hmm. so whether it's connecting in a way that allows them a sense of empathy where they m- maybe don't have as much in, in their life or within their family or within their home yeah you know i i have always tried to figure out how as a performer can i feel that sense of purpose and that sense of importance not to overstate it you know, yeah. I don't want to kind of pretend like I, I, you know, hold the equivalent value of like a heart surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do want to feel We're like... all envious of the heart surgeons. Flex. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The <laughs> yeah. heart surgeons, the rocket scientists. Yeah, we get it. You're um, smart. The <laughs> yeah, the humble yeah. actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, in any in any profession, you just want to feel like your 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 time within the profession and just on this earth, mm-hmm. you know, connect with someone in that way. So, you know, this character for me is navigating a lot mm. in the same way that I felt like I was navigating a lot. And it was very internal. Mm. Um, and I think with a queen, there are very few people uh, that a queen can confide in and yeah. be truly honest and truly have their guard down or even be vulnerable. They're sort of like the public facing leader mm. and the person that needs to um, present calmness and authority um, and, you know, uh, sort of let people know that they, they have the answers and they're going to make the choices to yeah. guide society and the greater good. And then there's going to your room and like really, wondering if you actually can do that yeah, and if you actually are making the right choice because the choices have greater implications than just, you know, for yourself or for a small group. So mm-hmm. it was all interesting stuff to mine creatively. And like yeah. I said, the, the timing just beautifully sort of Worked happened out. and it, yeah, felt yeah. like, yeah, like a gift. That's so interesting. It's, I, I would also imagine like going into a project like this where there is such a precedent set already with the films that the the preparation or the research you do for the character I mean did you even want to even watch the films again to be I I I would if I was approaching this and I'm not an actor no one ever wants to cast me in anything but I would be like <laughs> I would be like I probably shouldn't watch the films cuz I'm just going to do like an interpretation of something I saw in the film so I'm going to stay away from that what was were you afraid of watching the films before taking this on and how did you prepare I think for me you know I- I, I sort of fall in the category within the cast of one of the characters that's in Tolkien's canon, yeah. but has not been presented on screen. 
Hmm. And, you know, I, as the queen regent of Numenor, you know, for a lot of Tolkien readers, the deep divers, they've read about Numenor. Um, you know, Numenor is essentially Tolkien's take on Atlantis. Yeah. Um, so there are elements that, that some people are familiar with, but the films don't portray that world or this character. And I knew that, you know, with the showrunners and, and the creatives, this take on the second age was going to very much be their take, but always referring back to Tolkien. Mm. So if anything, it was really more about his his writing and, and the literature and his legendarium that were going to be the places to, to turn to. Yeah. Um, but there's all kinds of things that, you know, there's there's music and of course there are the films and, um, you know, things that inspire and sort of get you get you pumped up and, and get you sort of ready to to be part of this world. But I think for me, it was about using Tolkien's writing as as the foundation mm. and feeling like I could bring something that resonated in. 2022 and beyond because yeah. we're choosing to tell the story now and i think people are hungry for especially within fantasy something that feels forward-facing mm. both in female characters and and having female characters that are three-dimensional mm -hmm. and fully realized and not just there in support of you know male characters that they have their own yeah. lives and their own stories going on and then also just the diversity that we see in the world and we want to see in our stories. And, you know, I think that those two things, you know, just to be a woman of color yeah. in this world, um, it feels like if you're going to tell this story now, you'd want to, you'd want to have that. It feels mm -hmm. very organic to me that, that that would be how it would all sort of look and feel today. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I have to imagine though on set, cause I, you know, in seeing the pictures that have been released of it, there are some characters beyond like the green screen and the beautiful scope of sort of like the imagery and, and being in New Zealand and all of that. There are some characters with some insane prosthetics and like some insane sort of face looking things happening on the yeah. <laughs> on set. What was the one character that probably gave you the biggest giggle about how they looked <laughs> in, in character and were you ever jealous that you didn't get to, I mean, I don't know, maybe you do at some point get to put on prosthetics. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> were you ever jealous that you could not get lost in maybe a big nose or something? I'll say spoiler alert. I do not wear heavy <laughs> face. I, yeah. I think I'm allowed to say that. I hope, yeah. I hope I didn't, I hope I don't get in trouble for that. Um, I mean, my hat's off to, all of the actors and sort of uh, people who portray cre creatures, specifically orcs, because that is a skill set and it, and it is very much its own skill. Yeah. I don't even know if I could put on full face and body prosthetics. Yeah. Um, it takes, you know, many hours to put all that stuff on externally, but there's also, you know, there's movement and there's sound of voice and, and, I think it was more the juxtaposition of seeing an orc walking through the parking lot or seeing an orc on their cell phone or like smoking a cigarette, you know, there's like yeah. weird yeah. things that you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep, that's here we are. We're it's Tuesday. The this is what's happening. Power. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is totally normal. Um, I remember seeing Owain, who plays Jurin and is in the Dwarven part of the world. I remember seeing him like half in his makeup. Mm. So, you know, he was like in his street clothes yeah. and he'd had like his nose and beard applied. And I'd never <laughs> seen him in character because some of the worlds don't necessarily overlap. So there's some actors that you actually don't see at work in costume. You know, you're hmm. seeing them for dinner or at breakfast or on the weekends. Yeah. And then maybe occasionally you run into them at work. Yeah. And uh I just remember seeing him in the in the makeup trailer uh in mid application and just being like, this is this is weird. This is weird <laughs> just to have a how was your weekend? Like, what'd you do? Yeah. Um, but also so great because it's, you know, I feel like people, I think in this cast, they both have the essence of their character, but they also really transform into their character. And, and it's great because we all spent a lot of time with each other outside of work. Mm-hmm. And and there's this duality duality to everyone so that, you know, again, when we're just laughing and joking and hanging out, we're very much ourselves. Yeah. But then when you see people in character, you you understand exactly why they were cast mm. as that character. Yeah. That there is some kernel or something that's there. And you're like, I completely understand how you're cast as a as a Harfoot. Like I totally see it. You have like Harfoot energy. You have yeah, big Harfoot energy. <laughs> um so, you know, like it's it's but it's a lovely thing. It's it's I actually think the audience is really going to pick up on that, too. And and even our time at Comic-Con, you know, I think what really came across and what we as a cast are really happy for, um, we really have bonded over this extraordinary heightened experience and situation. And there's just a lot of love and camaraderie there. And I feel like people watching are going to want to go on the journey with us as a result of that. There is, you know, there are all these themes that Tolkien explores, fellowship obviously being one. Yeah. And I very much feel like that that really comes through on the screen and in the story. Oh, that's so great. I love that. Well, my last question for you, which is probably my favorite question. And while I'm very excited for this show, I am also very excited for a new film you have coming out soon called The People We Hate at at uh the wedding because i hate weddings i hate friends no. <laughs> friends friends absolutely no do not I, I will buy you i will spend money on a gift but i will not come to you yeah. like I, I just i don't i hate weddings but how a do you hate weddings and b how fun was it and what can we look forward to with that film <laughs> Um, well, I eloped. Um, <laughs> so you have a complicated relationship with weddings. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I enjoy, I enjoy, um, I, I like like easy weddings, you know, yes. just like light, easy. Um, I got, I actually got married during the pandemic, hence oh, uh, the sea hall elopement. Thank you. Um, but uh, I love the title of this film so much because yeah. it, it is so evocative, just immediately like, you know, who those people are. Yeah. Yes. It, you hate the wedding, you know who they are. Yeah. Um, and what was so great about getting a chance to be part of this film um, 
you know, after I finished Lord of the Rings, after I left New Zealand, after I sort of went, whew, okay, I just, yeah. that just happened. And I can't tell anyone and I can't talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I, I came to London and I got to be part of this film and this world, which is a complete 180. I went from fantasy, queen, middle earth, yeah. you know, Numenor, amazingness. And then I found myself in London and in the film, I portray uh, a woman who is having this namesake wedding uh, and her American relatives uh, are invited and come to um, show themselves, uh, shall we say, <laughs> um, amongst the, you know, the, the upper crust Brits. Um, and my family, amazingly, is uh, in the movie. Uh, oh. Kristen Bell, Ben Platt, and Allison Janney, among oh, others. Wow. What a so family. Yeah, what a family. What yeah. a family. Um, an incredible cast. Uh, Claire Scanlon, uh, our wonderful director, who's done a lot of comedy. Yeah. And it, just totally to get to shift from, again, fantasy, very serious, mm -hmm. to wedding, family, comedy, dramedy yeah. um, in London. You know, it's definitely a love letter to London and you see a lot of London iconography. Mm -hmm. um, but it was great for me because it's just, I, I feel like with both of these projects, both of these roles, these are things that I haven't really gotten a chance to do in my career. Um, and like a lot of actors, you know, I want to feel like I can stretch and show yeah. different sides of myself. And, um, you know, I was born in London way yeah. back when, I know you can't tell accents <laughs> totally gone. Yeah. Um, but, but it, it, you know, I never get asked to play British. It's, it's something that doesn't really come along. So getting the chance to be British American and get the wedding that I didn't get to have during the pandemic. That's so exciting. Um, it, it, yeah, it was, it was a blast. And I, I literally got to have a, a English countryside wedding uh, oh. paid for by the production, you know, I, just within the story, within the story. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, um, I was just in the UK and I can, I've been there many times and I can honestly, I love, I love London. I love the UK, but there is nowhere else in the world that I feel more like trash than, than walking. Like <laughs> I am, I am not, I'm not posh, nothing like maybe Paris, maybe I feel more like they're trash in Paris, but London is you know maybe a close I, I feel like you're, po I'm getting a posh vibe. Thank from you. you. So don't sell Thank you. Thank you. My boyfriend, while my boyfriend <laughs> is looking for a McDonald's. So yes, Trent, thank yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Plenty of McDonald's here in London. So. Plenty, plenty. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. And all the best luck to you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Oh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Yes, we're getting into evening here. So I, oh, I will do just fun. that. That's exciting. I miss yes. London so much. I loved being there. It's I love working there. It's just such a great city. Yes, it, it's it's wonderful in the summertime, uh, especially. And um, yeah, I'm happy to sort of uh, get the chance to be here for, for a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. Well, have a great evening then. And I'll hopefully see you soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Are you excited for the show? Let me know. And let me know what you thought of today's episode. You can find me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, you know what to do. You need to go and you need to click that little rating and give it five stars because that's always helpful. And maybe even write a little something nice about the show or me or Cynthia, what you thought of today's episode. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and 
Have a great day. 